All right. Aloha. Welcome to the People of Culture podcast. We the POC of the POC are here to unpack everything culture because culture can literally be anything. Woo-hoo. Look at this. We're on the first try. Working them. That's great. <laughs> it's great. All right. I am Joe, aka the Kirby Ginky fan. I am Shay Sheree of Shay Sheree Show. All things Shay. You can find me on anything like that. I guess. Uh-huh. Right. We need. We need to be. <laughs> we need to be Black I mean. History Month people. We need to be somebody Black. I mean, wait, we're Black, but. Ooh, wait. okay. <laughs> My mic is falling away. Find that I am Torchy Brown and extra points if you know who the oh, hell I'm that? talking about. Oh, see? She's also my shout out. So yeah, Torchy Brown was the first African-American woman to ever be a Ooh. cartoonist and made a living off hey. of it. Girl had set strips that came out, syndicated strips that came out weekly from the 1930s through the 1960s. Mm. Bam. As a black woman, and her comic strips were uh, civil-minded. They were c- civic yes, action-minded. So on. she would use these characters to talk about black struggle. Nice, and and white people were like, "This is so good!" Like, this is like, yes, yes, girl. yes. Come on, that was good. All right, well, I'm just gonna go with my face. Yes. Uh, I'm Dorothy Dandridge. Dorothy Dandridge yeah. is uh, an American phenomenon. Really. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that that Legend, back when icon, talent yes. meant you did more than uh, be a pretty face. You know what I mean? When you can yes. sing, dance, act, and dance also back then include tap dancing. Now you don't. It now you don't all have dancing. To tap yes, dance. like tap dance is like like archaic now. Like who who does <laughs> that? Are you trying out for the Rockettes? No. <laughs> I am Bro. trying to be an epic True. phenomenon, and that is exactly what Dorothy Dandridge <laughs> was. That was yes, the recipe absolutely. for epic phenomenon. Tap, Tap dancing, dancing, singing, <laughs> you know, a, a wonderful grin. Um, yes, all yes. of those things that um, that should have been something. Uh, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress for her role in Carmen mm-hmm. Jones, which was later destroyed mm-hmm. by a very wonderful <laughs> person. But <laughs> we sh- you didn't look- like the Beyonce Carmen list. That was not Carmen. That was <laughs> that was the hip hopper. Okay. It wasn't hip hopper. <laughs> it was hip hop horrible. Okay. Listen, we thought no, we were doing something. No, I did not. The Listen. best part of that whole thing was Rodiga. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone that sucked. Listen, we were breaking molds, no. okay? Okay? Hip-hopperas. It, it was before Hamilton. It no. was before its time. It was before it, it was, its time. It needed to be in timeout. That's what it needed to be. <laughs> it needed to be in timeout. Okay? Uh, so, so oh, shout no. out to those dope ass black women paving the way. Yes. Oh man, absolutely. Jeez. And and in their time period, uh, my um, Dorothy Dandridge was born in like the twenties, twenty two, nineteen twenty two to be exact. Um, so yeah, she was. No, I thought she was active in the twenties. No, I'm saying she was born in nineteen twenty two. Was she? 
Because I could have swore she was doing the Cotton Club around there. No. I'm looking <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. see. Don't I know she's Dandridge homegirl. Yeah, oh, no, you're November right. 9th, 1922. Because I'll never, because I was like, her birthday is basically my birthday. <laughs> we both have lines. <laughs> it's in November. Like, well, dang, she was right. young then. If she was at the Cotton Club. What? That, cow, that people lady. Was like mad young. What's her name? I forgot. Maria Chicken Legs or something like that. Uh, uh-huh. She was like, uh-huh. Probably a smooth 11 up there dancing, half naked. Right? Hey. She was like, whatever. I don't want to be Whatever. Poor. Her mom. She's like, also, she's it's like, my mom 1930. And was married. <laughs> she's like, right. So I'm already an old right. lady. So I'm already that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? We like, oh my gosh, I was so young. Like back then, it's like, mm, really? I don't know. <laughs> Right, people live to like, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, like 11 was like, get out there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Okay, so, yeah. So, did you want to do, a yeah, we can do quick? a quick catch up. What do we talk about? All right, so if you didn't listen to the last mm-hmm. podcast, we basically went in on Liam Neeson, yes. and Meghan Markle. like, like. What was happening with Megan? Why the foreign press are after mm-hmm. her for some reason? Her black spoiler yes. is her blackness. That's why. Oh, and I find it funny that they were they were both in, well in close proximity in 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 Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that it's like people are like British. We don't have any racism. Racism. That's crazy. What? <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yes, Liam was out here we... find, trying to find a black bastard to murder, but. That has nothing to do with racism. We don't have racism. What are you we talking don't... about? It's not systematic. I just don't like way. Megan because she's, she's just a little tanned and she's, you know, difficult or something. No. <laughs> Which, if anything, would make me think that there's major issues with race over there with Megan, who doesn't even present. Oh, why? Really That's present? what I was about to say. I was like, you must be black. having a really big problem over there. Like, your stuff is so deep-seated <laughs> that you don't even, like, you you don't even know it's a part of your everyday life and thinking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's crazy mm-hmm. and it's strange. So yes, basically Liam Neeson canceled Megan Markle yeah. to hang in there, girl. You won. You won. Yes. Just hang on to that. Yes, you hang on, girl. And it will work. You got any lifesavers or shadows? Do I have any what? Uh, lifesaver shout outs oh yeah I have a a (laughs) quick shout out there is this list that came out that I thought was uh, really really interesting of um, the top black uh, marijuana uh, enthusiasts black owned (laughs) marijuana businesses across the US Um, the one happens to be in DC I believe it's called district growers um nice so if you're into um feeling good <laughs> and hey, having you know? some sweets you know you can feel free to go over there uh shout out to Corey barnett who founded this business district growers cultivates and extracts their own special blend of cannabis in addition to providing edibles and cannabis flowers you can find cookie dough butters that they titled butters so don't not to be <laughs> not to be confused with T T E R S, but B U T T A H S, butters. 
Oh, okay. Buttons, okay? Oh, okay. As well as granola bars. So they're thinking about, you know, you health nuts too. So in case you don't want it. <laughs> you just get you a granola. Like, okay. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Instead of rolling up, you know, eat you something. No, instead of rolling, you know. Um, so shout out to them, you know. uh, As all these different states start rolling out, um, I guess legislation that allows for certain levels of cannabis to be um, growing. I, I, you know, shout out to the black people that are (laughs) trying to get in on it Mm -hmm. because so many of their probably family, friends, or people that they know have been locked up in jail for many a years. Um, yeah, based off of these charges yeah. that now many white people are um, profiting off of. Yeah, yeah. So go out there and get you a piece of that pie. Shout out to district growers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about you, Joe? Very, very nice. I want to shout out Shadow and Act. Shadow and Act is a digital media type of publication they've got a website they're on twitter and they celebrate black mm-hmm. talent so they talk about all of the things happening usually pop culture related black talent they did a mashup of living single and insecure oh so it's yes the living single i saw theme song that with clips of it yes and i loved it and it made my heart very warm oh so. my god there, so check it out i actually retweeted it on our People of culture Twitter, look Come at that, on. posting things. You can go check it out over there. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Black Horror that's coming out. There's a lot of Black Horror films with people both behind the camera mm-hmm. and in front of the camera. So, of course, everybody knows Jordan Peele's Us. That's coming yes, out Yes, and March. I'm definitely March 22nd. purchasing my tickets early. <laughs> but there's also going to be one with Miss uh, Octavia Spencer. Wait, yeah, Octavia Spencer. Spencer. Right? No, Butler. Yep. There we go. That one. She's going to be the lead. It's from a producer from Get Out. And it's a movie that's coming out May 31st. Ma? It, it's called Ma. M-A. The, the, the premise is like these white kids are trying to get white kid wasted. And they proposition her. They see her walking out by the store. They're like, please buy us some beer. You know, we'll give you however much money. And at first she turns them down. But then she's like, no, okay, I'll do it. And she goes in and she really gets them liquor. And then she tells them, listen, if you guys really want to party, I got a spot for you. These kids follow her back to her place. And she's got this basement for them to party and hang out in. And they're like, cool. I guess we'll just do this at this stranger's house. Parties go off without a hitch. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good drinking time. But her interest in them steadily gets creepier and creepier as time goes on, basically. To the point where she starts to, like, in the trailer, you see her starting to attack them and trap them and murder some. My only pause or hesitation is the fact that this is a movie that has a large white cast and just Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. And she's the villain, so. Ooh, that sounds. It sounds. Like, I mean, because oh, there's a new movie coming out called Greta, and I or it's already out or something. I don't know if it's on Hulu, yeah, or mm-hmm. Netflix, or if it's gonna be a movie. Mm-hmm. Out. Okay, it's a movie. And it's it, be in the it seems like all these like like older women coming back and like getting your ass type deal is like. I I like that. The only thing I don't like about mm-hmm. the movie Ma is that it's a black woman being villainized. 
it's like, against these pure it's innocent like, white yeah, children. Yeah, but like it's kind of like white kids. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like it feels like the fire festival. It's like woo, rich white people getting got. Yes, <laughs> right. God, God, I, Kind of, because mm. they're not rich. So they're not rich. The main girl, her mom's like a struggling stripper mm. waitress somewhere. Not so, stripper I mean, if it waitress. was about the, like, these elite, right? <laughs> if it was about these, like, elite teens or whatever, it'd be one thing. But these are, like, blue-collar kids. I'm, I'm stuck on stripper And apparently, <laughs> stripper waitress. And, and in the trailer, the trailer gives That's you a lot of story, story, but in the trailer. That was about to say, all of this is in the trailer? This is the super yeah. trailer? Trailer. There's even a hint that uh, her character has a tie-in to the parents of these kids. So mm. there's like a history there. And it looks, they, they try to set it up like she's trying to relive her high school youth, but it's insane. I actually kind of, I don't know why. I don't take so, offense to this. I'm no, kind of no, excited. Because I'm, I'm interested to see. I really doubt she chooses. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because Octavia Spencer is pretty. Like, I mean, like when you see her in something, you see her, and then you don't see her at all. Like in between True. Uh, roles, really. True. So. True. But she also did yeah. the help, and as great as the help is, it's also oh, a story about black struggle and doom and gloom. And even Viola Davis was like, "Yeah, that." That wasn't the greatest move mm. on my part to do oh, this. Oh, she movie. said that. Yeah, oh, wow. she did. I think she said she like regretted. She, she thought, regretted doing the movie. She she regretted the way it turned out. I think she in her head the interpretation of her character was going to be okay. taken one way, and instead it was taken another way, and she mm. didn't like that. Well, that's that's always what happened to you in post. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so that's coming out too. <laughs> so I wanted to give a shout out to okay. all of that. All right, yeah. That, um, well, we can move on. I, I don't know. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> I'm ready for some shenanigans. Ready for some mess. All right. Right. <laughs> hey, it's Shay Cherie, and if you're looking for something funny to see on the internet, check out Shay Cherie Show on everything. Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Make sure you check out Shay Cherie Show. We are moving into Shay Nanigan. So what's going on, Shay? Um, yeah, a lot of shit. Okay, well, we're going to start off with... <laughs> we're going to be starting off with a quick little uh, warm-up. It is Black History Month, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we are a people of culture, and we are the POC of the POC. Yes. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about, uh, improperly, <laughs> how, how, how POCs <laughs> have been perceived in, like, different movies. So I was recently watching a movie, and let me tell you... Um, it was a lot of a lot of a lot of problems, things that you, you would deem as problematic. So how black people are treated in certain movies. So I watched this recent movie called Into the Blue, uh, mm-hmm. starring Paul Walker and Jessica Alba, two um, absolutely phenomenal actors. Quote mm-hmm. unquote. <laughs> 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 
Phenomenal. Listen, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Rest, <laughs> rest in, in peace, Paul. peace, Paul Walker. Absolutely. I mean, they were phenomenal to look at. Okay. So, um, then mm-hmm. we're just moving into the blue. Uh, Bahamian based, I guess it's supposed to be based in the Bahamas. Paul Walker is a local to the Bahamas. As, 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 don't you look at him yes. and think, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's a local. I'm like, that, that's, yes. that's what you heard. Right. Like the, the actual Bahamian say, uh, <laughs> oh, I know him. He's a local. <sighs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> and so was Jessica yeah. Alba's character. Um, and I just, if you saw all that were in the movie, they all were murdered uh, violently. One was uh, Tyson Beckford was just shot in the face, just shot in the face. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, he was supposed to be one of like the lead black characters, mm-hmm. the lead black bad guy. Um, one was like dragged off the boat and like dismembered. <laughs> wow. Um, one was shot, had was shot um, by a, a, a gun that was concealed inside of a flounder. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As one would. First of all, this movie is is bad. Um, so there's going to be that. But Woo. the fact that it seemed like every Bahamian, the, another Bahamian was killed unnecessarily, who was the head of police, um, mm-hmm. in the midst of conversation, uh, because he said that they were his friends, and the other gentleman said they were his friends too, and shot him in the stomach. I mean, it was a lot. So I would just like to like recap. If, if you if you know of any movies, if you watch them today, because I remember watching this when I was younger, and then just going back and watching them now, I'm like, oh, with my level of consciousness, mm-hmm. I can't properly enjoy this movie anymore. Like so. Oh, Joe, yeah. do you have any movies like that? Oh, gosh. Okay, so um, an actual child in the 90s, and one <laughs> of the fun things to do in the 90s was to uh, put white people as saviors uh, of a lot of minority people. Oh, yeah. Um, Dangerous Minds okay. was a movie that was supposed to be epic. Coolio did mm-hmm. the soundtrack. That's how we got uh, Gangster's Paradise. A gangster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer had to do the tough job of playing an ex-Marine mm-hmm. uh, who had to tackle hood kids in a hood mm-hmm. and show them her stuff. And basically it was a white save, whole white savior trope yeah. of her being like, well, I am the good one and these ethnics need me. They need, they me. need me and my blonde and hair. That was the whole story. It was just like, I will save you from yourselves because you don't know anything. You're savages. Yes. So. Oh, I remember that Gangster's Paradise part where she was in the music video and she leaned <laughs> over the desk like she was just very like intently listening to your there's a scene where like she pulls the chair out from behind the desk and flips it backwards because backwards means you're serious that means that you're i'm down with the people and then there's a point where she kicks it away to show that she's even more serious about what's happening right then and there um there was another movie called uh three ninjas (laughs) i don't know if you've ever heard of it no it when I was a kid, this was a hot, hot series. There were three movies based around this concept mm-hmm. of these three white children who had a Japanese grandfather. 
not a single one of them are actually Asian. None of them are Hapa. They're all just white. What? And um, but their grandfather teaches them how to be ninjas, and he gives them names like Rocky and Colt and Tum Tum, and they have to save the day with their karate. Not karate. Three movies, <laughs> and one of those movies included them saving an Indian reservation, like an, an indigenous people's reservation, because you know everybody knows if you are ethnic, you can't do it unless some white people help you. Yeah. It's... Even if they are children. Even if they are children. <sighs> And I love those movies, and they are problematic as hell. And then someone today actually brought up the fact that Gremlins is a problematic movie. Okay. So Gremlins, if you guys know anything about it, talk about Gizmo. He's like this furry little creature that the main character picks up at a a pet shop. Mm. He's supposed to be an ancient breed of a Chinese pet basically. Mm -hmm. The shop owner that that gives it to the main character is an Asian man. Okay. And Gizmo actually gets stolen from that shop. He's not paid for it. <laughs> so you have this Asian man telling this white guy, listen, I'm not going to sell you this creature because it's mad dangerous. And it, well, sometimes. So I'm not going to give it to you. And this white man basically doing his white man thing and being like, no, nah, I'm going to take it. Thank you. Fuck these consequences. Of course, he listens to none of the rules gremlins appear and when the gremlins appear they take on black culture qualities no yeah so they are break dancing they are rapping you know at the at the highest peak of their mayhem is when they become the blackest in a caricature type mm-hmm. problematic as hell Yikes. so there you, there you go there you go a lot of 80s sci-fi is like that too so yeah yeah it's a, it's a long list of the movies Ooh. yikes yeah so if you know of any movies guys that you've come across it you watched when you were younger then you go back and watch them like uh-uh this ain't right um <laughs> let us know you know tweet us for sure um i'd love to know um what ones that you've come across uh mm-hmm. and we could like to share them on the show Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. All right. So over to Pop Culture Culture Sack because uh, shit's hitting the fan. Let's start off with something positive, though. Shout out to Lyft. Lyft Ooh. is the, uh, you know, the the opposite of Uber. <laughs> Not the opposite, mm-hmm. but it's basically the same thing. Uber, uh, Lyft, the ride-sharing services. So Lyft is doing something really, really cool right now. And mm-hmm. that is they are celebrating Black History Month with giving out free rides to Black History Museums, memorial sites, or Black-owned businesses. According to an official statement from the car service at Lyft, we believe in recognizing, celebrating, and supporting the contributions of incredible Black men and women through history and within our communities today. This is why during the month of February, we are providing one free ride up to $10 to a Black History Museum, memorials, and relevant culture sites, as well as Black-owned business through the various communities in which we serve. Um, it currently mm-hmm. covers about 35 cities to be exact. Um, so, you know, think about your typical me- busy metropolitan. So that's probably like D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Chicago, you know, places like that. Um, I'm not quite sure of any other places, but 35 cities, is that's, that's pretty expensive. And so I want to shout them out for that. That's pretty awesome. Good job, Liz. <laughs> 
Uh, uh listen, y'all. Um, just because your uh your best friend have a little sell candy, um, that don't mean that that's a black business that you can get a ride to. Like, okay, so <laughs> it needs to be. And it's sad. Listen, everybody got to start open, somewhere. Okay. okay? <laughs> Please, everybody got to start like, somewhere. Uh, my grandma, um, she still Kool Aid, and you know, yeah. I need a ride to her house. <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely. She got the best no, cookies in the game, dollar fifty each. I tell you, no, ma'am. Uh, absolutely. So I think that's really cool because um, it's not just for black people; it's for um, everyone, so they can um, do their own part in learning about Black history, especially during Black History Month, because it is not our job. To mm-hmm. teach them about us, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. It's really nice the lift is doing that for us. They're doing the heavy lifting. Ha ha. See where I went there. I, went. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ha 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 ha. See. See what I did there? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um. Okay. So moving one. Um. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh. Monique and Steve Harvey, the king and queen of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, back when they were really focusing on things that made us laugh. Now we're just kind of laughing at them. Um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> when they used to make jokes and now they're jokes. Um, now <laughs> what, yeah. what's happening is uh, Monique <coughs> was recently on the um, Steve Harvey show. One of Not to be confused with Little Big Shots or uh, the Steve Harvey morning show or um, What's another thing that he hosts? Everything. Mm-hmm. He's the king and host of everything right about now. Um, <laughs> but he was on there, and um, I guess they got down to the nitty gritty about um, Monique being blackballed and how she felt. Apparently, they had all had like private conversations, as um, many you know people do, and in, mm-hmm. in that uh, tax bracket, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they present to us what they want um but today it felt like we were a little bit in their living room um right now they were talking about her being blackballed uh steve harvey uh then went in and said hey you know i i felt like because she was saying you know her him oprah all these other people had told him that she was right for nothing she didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm but I also noticed they didn't say that she did anything right either. They just said you were wrong, okay? <laughs> but you didn't do the thing that made you have the best results. So he disagreed on how she went about the Netflix boycott. He said she had no plan of action. He didn't say we're going to cancel our subscription or we just stop watching or we going down there with picket sides. You gave us no no marching orders at all you just said i'm boycotting mm-hmm. netflix because they ain't give me uh, millions of dollars and he said you know to people that are regular you know half a million dollars sounds like a million dollars like mm-hmm. so he was like you're basically having rich people problems at this point mm-hmm. um where she said that you know she's wanting to stand on her morals and you know basically if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything and to that he retorted saying that I understand what you're saying but and now you're saying and she's saying now my family is suffering and he's like exactly you, money games are different you know mm-hmm. you can't sit there and tell everybody to suck your dick and then be like give me the money 
Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to work with you if you tell them to suck their dick. They don't want to give you no money. They don't have to do that. And when sure. you do that kind of stuff, your family is not going to live the same way that they used to. They're not, you're not making the millions of dollars like you used to. And True. that they were like, and you got to kind of figure out if not having the millions of dollars is worth being able to do and say whatever you want to say. Yeah. And yeah. So, and Joe was telling me that Black Twitter was uh, really split on this right now. They're, yeah, they're very divided, mm-hmm. especially with her integrity statement, that her whole statement about, right. you know, I'm trying to maintain my integrity. I mean, it definitely touches on a lot of things that we as Black people have to deal with on a day to day, bullshitty day, in which you've got to suck it up or acclimate or water mm-hmm. down yourself in some way in order to succeed. I was like, because us regular people have to do that all the time. All the time. time. Us, us regulars, we, we, got, we, we got a lot of salt. We got to suck a lot of times. Right. And I mean, I'm not saying Steve Harvey is it was perfect in his, his no, comments no. to her because he talks over her a lot when she's trying to explain what she's talking about. He cuts her off a lot of the time. But I also think it's his show. So he was like, listen, well, we that, have a short amount of time. That and I feel like people are just, you know, I feel like that's how old black people talk to each other. Like they <laughs> just shouting that. Honestly, they sit down on. I mean, I, I've gone to my own family gatherings and literally just heard like they can hear each other mm-hmm. but they're just screaming so you know exactly but yeah, I mean like a lot of people are like you know they're they may not agree with how she's doing it and they agree with points of Harvey's uh you know rhetoric back to her but they feel like he's turning Uncle Tom essentially like he's selling himself out in order to keep his wealth and keep his money while Monique is trying to do, uh, trying to be, you know, like Prince and keep keep her art, her art, mm-hmm. and blah, blah. which I don't think I think that's a false equivalency because I've seen that argument a lot. Like Prince, Prince never, a lot of blah blah blah, like, blah. A lot of people like Prince way more than they like Monique. <laughs> like I, that's also another thing. Like I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, he had a much vaster audience, and you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sorry, like Monique is a niche, like as a niche audience. Yeah, like, all of that, all of that. He had a yeah. way bigger market. He had a, a much higher interest. Mm-hmm. Plus, he, I don't, yeah, <laughs> just and it was I a different, it was a different time period. Like people don't get to know who you are. I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe if, uh, if if Prince was on. Instagram talking greasy like that people probably wouldn't have liked him either but he was a very like conscious of the way he spoke and didn't speak much he Uh, didn't speak much he wasn't super friendly but he knew how to make important allies right enough to keep himself right he spoke out about his stuff and he got blacklisted by his label which Mm -hmm. is why he went on to create his own Mm -hmm. but he still needed to know people to keep his own label afloat and he doesn't have somebody else speaking for him so that's another thing you have an added layer of your husband is doing all of these backdoor business deals but you have to be in the front being beat up yeah that's just what it is i mean and then you kind of full, further polarize yourself when you stand up for like Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that, like, those, those things are completely not comparable. Oh, no. All right, so you know, keep them lifted, both of them, because they just they just being 
It's just when, when people get older, they just feel like they can just say anything they want to say. Well, and... they always were. And now, but now people are like, oh, no, you can't. <laughs> well, we'll see because she doesn't seem like she's going to be stopping anytime soon. Well, I also think that's really not going to stop her business either. Like, I mean, even though she's yeah. not making the money she wants to make, she's, yeah, she's I think still rich. She still, she still sells. Yeah, she's still richer than us. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No tears shed here. Yeah. Speaking of rich, uh, shout out Miss uh, Auntie Mary is out here with a new boo. Ooh. Mary J. Blige was spotted in London, hand locked with a very tall, dark skinned, handsome African man who is oh. said to be a multimillionaire. Yes, Mary. Yes. Um, she out here looking cute. Um. You know, she ain't wearing no glasses. Her hair was out. She got nice. her belly ring. Out. She looked like she got a little belly ring out in this little gold outfit right here. Oh. So, um, shout out to Mary. Just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy about about this. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure everyone is. She deserves it. Um, uh, what's, what's his name? Cuckoo Face, whatever his name was. He didn't deserve her. Can do, yes. Whatever. <laughs> Doodoo can can doodoo. Doodoo. Face. <laughs> can doodoo face did not deserve her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So shout out to Mary J. Blige. Yeah. No more drama. I hope. I don't know because it's gonna be drama just in general. But I yeah. think this is she looks super happy in these photos. Yay. Um, good. Um. Do I have anything else pressing that's cool? Um, yeah, Cardi B, shout out to her. Um, the Grammys were amazing, apparently. Mm-hmm. People people really won. Uh, shout out to Cardi B for winning. Still not cool with that dude that she called her husband Reen right there. But <laughs> him getting on stage with her, I was like, what is I'm like, why are you up why? there? Jay don't never go up there when Beyonce win nothing. You just this was up. not a we project. You just stand up there and clap. Oh my god! Yes, from your seat. Just look proud from your seat. What from your seat? He looked like he wanted uh. to get up there when she was performing. It, he looked like he wanted to take over the speech and be oh like, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like, do you have culture in your hand? No. Why are you here? Girl, you can do so much better. Do pull Mary J. Blige, girl, get you a billionaire. Anyway. I, I, I mean, you can be happy. Stay with whoever you want. I guess Jay-Z turned out to be all right. But, uh. but <laughs> even then, that, that well... No, people still haven't forgiven yeah. him. Like Beyonce had to do a full album with him and be like, "Listen, he's not going anywhere." <laughs> no need to ask you heard about us. Like she had to have like a song that repeats it several times. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, that's that's what's happening. Um, uh, so shout out to Cardi B. She did a great job. Um, I, now people have been attacking her because they're like, "How oh, she went and she got no talent." Now she didn't deleted her Instagram and it was the cause of so much joy in so many people's lives. It's coming her. back. I don't it's know, I don't know what, what Cardi we get now. Like, I mean, amass all of the stuff that happened with Offset. This is what made you shut down your Instagram? <laughs> oh my lord. Of all things. True. 
But true. Yeah, she came out with a statement. Um, well, you know, in Cardi B fashion, like, fuck all y'all. I worked real hard on my album. And I worked all year. And she did. She worked very hard. And I was pregnant. I'm like, girl, you don't have to tell nobody nothing. You did work hard. You did your thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that was going on. And then um, Nicki Minaj was, uh, uh, you know, people were trying to put them up like, oh, Nicki mad because she ain't never won no Grammy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I just wish they did not pit us against each other like that because the guys, all those men that won <laughs> the Grammys, like nobody was beefing like this, but except for Cardi and B. And it's really just the followers, to be honest. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the fans. Mm-hmm. And really, that's it for a pop culture gold stack for me. Mm-hmm. You have anything All you right. want to have anything you want to bring? Oh, I saw I w- watched Sempre Bruja. Oh, great! Okay. It does it does give me a little like after it gave me a lot of S Club. It gave me a lot. Yes, of- <laughs> yes. Especially when they're on the beach, I just kept waiting for them to like right. break with, into song with with the what you call it with that blonde hair he had. I was like mm-hmm. S Club. <laughs> gonna show you how i mean i was very much expecting that to come i mean and like with the little with the <laughs> i don't know maybe it's the graphics but but the shadow it looks very mm-hmm. like secret role of alex that yes like... <laughs> the... but it's but, but it's also that that's the demographic they're going for too secret oh, role of alex oh my, team. my gosh i was sitting here like uh, this is nostalgic. I mean, it's good, but it's very like it's like that mixed with like PBS, like her old life. Yes. Her old life is like wishbone PBS. Yes, kind of, yes, that, that's perfect. Like a little glossed over, yeah. a little edgy. But I was waiting for the dog to come much. up. Like that's the story. <laughs> like just turn the page in her life <laughs> just like this happened next right I, it was what a, happened when you were in that pit it was a weird mashup like and, the, and then like when they went down to see i guess the, whatever other spirit i was like why does this give me power rangers it was just a lot but it was but it was good it was. I, I like it so people uh please go see support the um what is it called in english it's it's a witch. Always a Always witch. Always a witch. Always a witch. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah. Very, very good. It was adorable. Yeah. So we're going to kick it over to Curvy Kiki Fangirl Corner in just a moment. Woo! Hey there, lovelies. This is Joe, a.k.a. the Curvy Kiki Fangirl. And if you want more Curvy Kiki Fangirl, you can find me all over the place. Like Instagram, Twitter, my own podcast, fanbros.com, and of course, my website, curvygeekyfangirl.com. All right, welcome to the Curvy Geeky Fangirl Corner. And I actually have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Thank you. Excited. So, off with Black Panther winning two Grammys. Hey. Yeah, because the Black excellence just hey, continues. Hey, it continues. Hey. So, uh, shout out to Kendrick Lamar and the very many people who also were on that song for The King's Dead. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of people. Oh, That's sorry, the King one Dead. it won for? Oh, it didn't yeah. win. The, it did. It top. It, it didn't win the one with the one with. It the, won best composer. The like, girl with all the hair. Oh, yeah. stars with SZA. Oh. Yeah, no. It, it was nominated, SZA. but no. 
all, all the stars didn't win. But the um, the composer for the rest of the soundtrack music, he won as well for best mm-hmm. soundtrack, best composer. So shout out to those. So they won two. They walked away from the Grammys with two awards, breaking um, new barriers as being the first Marvel property to do so. Come on, blah. Blockbusters need to have been winning because those are the movies that people see. Exactly. Not these no names. What was it in France? So anyway. This movie was a silent movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did this movie win the award? I've never even heard of it. Literally. I've never heard it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just insanity. But yeah, it was great to see that Black Panther won. And then speaking of Black Panther, Denai Guerrera is growing up and getting better and leaving The Walking Dead. The glow up is real. Walking Dead is... She stole the show as Michonne. Like, Walking Dead was starting to sizzle out after the second... I want to say the second Mm -hmm. season. They dramatized this whole zombie coming back to the world situation. And it got really boring. We were just watching a bunch of white people walk around and talk about how it sucked to be white people was she ever around. in true blood you know, no that's Regina weasley i would love to see together or play brother and sister mm. is her and the guy who died from true blood oh yeah that would be such a powerful mix of people yeah oh. he was so good too Ooh. he was great but yeah but yeah so denai guerrera is leaving the walking dead she's confirmed one more season the 10th season but in a very limited capacity because you know she's filming Black Panther mm-hmm. 2 and um, other Marvel properties and they're talking about a spinoff for her yes I'm a bad bitch and I am booked uh, I'm making bad Marvel and, money bad, so. not booked and busy, but bad and booked right, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. plus apparently AMC is trying to dip into this like movie universe franchise business and they're gonna do films like theatrical films of the walking dead okay they think they had (laughs) they they had miss guerrera on there and they're like you know what i have dreams too (laughs) (laughs) just they're doing three films three standalone films about their main character this guy named rick grimes no 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 her character is the love interest of rick grimes which is something they also had to fight for because people are dumb. Anyway. Stick to the stuff you know. <laughs> right? So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of people are missing the Rick and Michonne coupledom that finally happened. When that finally happened and they had their first kiss mm. on screen, it damn near broke the internet. No. So I could see what people are trying to pull for them, but also it's going to be an AMC movie. So mm. I don't know. But anyway. Props to Denai Guerrero for understanding that Not North Korea South leaves things behind. Yeah, AMC, the, the, t- the channel, the TV, <laughs> the TV channel. Like the other the part of like, like a, a-, a-, a- C- M- e- or ACME, whatever group it's under. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. They want to do a bunch of Walking Dead I films. I thought that's the move. That's the, that's the uh, television um group for like old classic movies like that that's Turner, Turner classic well that's, what it, that's in the same family that's what i'm saying it is mm. it is in the same family but uh, yeah so but yeah 
so she's she's moving on and moving on to bigger things and some people think it's the it's it's the beginning of the end for the rest of the walking dead because her and rick and one other character daryl are like really the strongholds of what why people keep coming back and now two of those strongholds are gone strongholds of why white people keep coming back but yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. definitely, black people are like she's gone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's no reason for me to watch anymore. Great. So that's happening. I want to give a shout out also to Aaron McGruder. You guys might recognize that name. Mm-hmm. He's the creator of Moon yeah. Dogs. What's up? So he he reactivated the strip. He's been on hiatus he for a very long Boom time for stuff? years. Charlemagne tweeted these new released comic pieces from Aaron McGregor. It's gonna be centered it's gonna around. Be like in, it's gonna Uncle be like Ruggis. in the AJC or like they coming back with a show. Like, what does that mean? Well, right now he's just dropping them on his Instagram okay. right now. But he's like, yeah, I decided to bring the strip back for right now. I don't know how long this is gonna last. I just wanted to see if I could still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are more for fun than anything else. They look amazing. They are still right on brand with his mm-hmm. comedy. Also, the return of Uncle Ruckus is hysterical. No. Oh it's hysterical. my gosh. I'm so hyped. He jumps into the politics. Don't tease us, so good. Don't be teasing us like that. I'd rather have a tease than nothing. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of radio silence. So I'll take mm-hmm. the tease. This is fine. This is I hysterical. Don't also, you he... you are. I want you to give me the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> He's got Uncle Ruckus out here calling black people people of darkness. Like, what? <laughs> yes! Uncle Ruckus. The gems are still there, so he still mm. got it. So hopefully this will prompt him to do like a graphic novel, maybe. Maybe get back into the animated studio and get so we can get like a Man, work with or Netflix, a show Netflix or give it to him. I believe it, like... What? I believe it without I'm any of those strings you. attached. Oh my gosh, it would battle, it would be like like, oh my gosh, could you imagine if they did Boondocks version of Big Mouth? The whole... <laughs> well, they did. It was mean, called yeah, Boondocks. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about like battling puberty. <laughs> like, I just, I would like to know what, like, what to hear, like, the voice changes in Huey. And uh-huh. Oh my God. Well, Boondocks has always been civic be minded. So I, like, yeah. But even like dealing with, um, like actually going deeper into the R. Kelly thing, I would love to see what they would do this like as a reaction to surviving mm-hmm. R. Kelly or something. Oh my god! The crazy thing is, the thing he already did on R. Kelly is a perfect it is, example. It is per- <laughs> that's what I'm of saying. The, of the reaction, perfect. But like, yeah. I would like to see even mm-hmm. a more updated version between that uh, Bill Cosby. You know, the Bill Cosby the thing would be interesting. Movement. Oh my gosh. Mm. Actually, actually, I'd be kind of well, scared. Like that'll mess them up, right? I'd be like, I don't right. know if y'all want to touch that. I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't want you to do it. Exactly. So, and see where it goes from there. Woo. Exactly. But yeah. So, but but right now he's back with these strips. I'll take them. I'll that's take what I can get. Right there. So that's happening. Uh, they finally set a release date for Coming to America, the mm-hmm. sequel. The movie, all of us were like, is this happening for real? And then it per- turned out, yeah, it is. It's happening. Whoa. I still don't get the what premise for about? it. The premise for it. Coming to America, oh. the sequel. It, it's 
Prince Akeem, he apparently he's coming back to America because he's got a long lost yeah. son he's after, which I'm confused about, unless they're going to dive into like how the, I guess the, the relationship between him and his then princess stopped working. Or bro- I hope they don't kill her off, and it's a whole like widowed situation. Yeah, that's stupid. So we'll see. Plus, that movie, that movie is old. I mean, Coming to America came came out before mm-hmm. I was born, so I really doubt they're gonna have a son who's in his thirties, almost early forties. So this is gonna be like a young cat. So who kn- who knows? But it's coming out August seventh, twenty twenty. We've got a year for them to get whatever they got to get together yeah. and get it right. A lot of the original maybe cast they'll is change returning. their mind altogether and say no, 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 no. <laughs> or may- or maybe they'll surprise all of us and it'll be like a decent film. Like like Barbershop was it three? Yeah, Barbershop, Barbershop three. three turned out a lo- good. A lot of people were cl- myself included. I was clowning the hell out of it. Nicki Minaj is in here. I'm okay. turned out pretty good. <laughs> it turned out really good. But um, so. I would say that if they put. I would like for them to do one, and I'm with Rel on this because he talked about it on the Breakfast Club. But I wish they uh-huh. would have instead of doing this long lost son in America bullshit, <laughs> that they actually did <laughs> one of like following his kids in Zamunda because we didn't know much about that country. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Make you know let's let's uh, build upon like the comedic side of of like Wakanda. Like you know what I'm saying? Because we don't know much about that. Interesting. Okay, I'd like to see, and maybe his kids going back to America and re, redoing his steps or something like that. Like that would have been dope. You know what I mean? It, or mm-hmm. McDougal, or or their grandfather dies and leaves them all this McDougals everywhere, and they have to figure out how to like run those. That would be good. <laughs> okay, just them tripping around how to run yeah. customer service at McDougals. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And dealing Interesting. with being in America and having an accent and people not understanding you, especially if you work in like I, customer service, like that'll be great. I think it'll be. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. There's no way they're going to capture the same mm-hmm. essence as the original movie, especially now that it's at cult status. Yeah, it's like, like cult yeah. status, and I just oh, well, that's, that's why I don't. I don't believe. First of all, I don't believe. I don't want them to do this at all. <laughs> Well, they're not redoing it. They're adding to it, supposedly. Don't. Don't, don't do no, it. Nobody do looks it. at a Monet and be like, you know what? Let's add watercolors. Like, nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? Actually, uh, what's-his-face did it? Oh, I can't even think of his name. He was a surrealist. Uh, he helped well, direct Breakfast at Tiffany's. He read the book. Nobody likes it. And- <laughs> He, yeah. he was like, yes, yes. I'm going to do this. No. I'm going to change this. Do your Campbell soup and be okay. Like, uh, do, do your Campbell do your, soup. Do your Betsy Johnson like uh, <laughs> graphics. <and laughs> leave us alone. No one looks at Frida Kyle, Frida, uh, Kyle and be like, you know what? We need to do some more mm-hmm. things. No. I'm going to hope for the best. Eddie needs a win. The last movie he did outside of Dreamgirls, the last movie where he was in charge of the project, didn't do the best. So I, and he's a very funny oh. guy. So I'm hoping for the best. I'm looking forward to see how this is going to work. Work with, work with, if we're going to have work another with queen Ryan to be. Googler. That's my advice. Hmm. That's my Interesting. Advice. 
I'd be interested to see where that goes. But yeah, so that's happening. And then also, uh, Blackish is trying to expand their universe. So we already have Grownish. We've got Blackish. And now apparently they're trying to do a spinoff to talk about Rainbow's uh, early days when she was a young, young adult burgeoning into womanhood. They're just going to leave it and, uh, basically in the high and dry. <laughs> to be fair, if you want to see teenager Anthony Anderson, you can. He was I in know, a bunch yeah. of shows in the 90s. Yeah. Hang Time is all over YouTube. You can you could Anthony Anderson mm-hmm. being silly all over the place. But yeah, they're trying to do a mm-hmm. Rainbow spinoff. Which I'm interested to see the reception of because Rainbow is mixed. And she grew up <laughs> like the most Indian mm-hmm. commune ever. Uh, I'd be very interested to see how that would play out yeah. and work. It'd be very interesting. So yeah. So that that's supposed to be happening. I'm also interested to see who they're going to choose for Young Rainbow. Right. Like, that's what I'm that? interested in too. Or people, and I'm interested to hear people say like, because I can hear people saying like, "Well, you need to get an actual mixed hippie." Like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it to the extreme. Like, no, right? Yeah, like, she didn't grow up in like, Seattle. She was a Motown baby, and you know, <laughs> that means she doesn't really well, know. Yes. That's kind of happening now with uh, Marvel Rising. So there is a animated TV show happening on Disney XD slash mm-hmm. Disney Now. It's called Marvel Rising. They introduced they introduced the first for the first time ever to mainstream audiences the character of Riri Williams. Riri Williams is a big deal because she is basically Black Iron Man. Mm. So um, she has a whole comic, and they call her Iron Riri. Oh, okay. Her, yep, her name is Riri. She's uh, I don't forget if she's from Chicago or New York. She's she's from somewhere. Uh, but the big deal is, A, she's only like 16, 17. She's an MIT graduate Ooh. student. She created her own suit for Iron Man, and she is up there in intelligence. Like, she surpassed Tony Stark. So she's a pretty big deal. And when they created her character and drew her, they went against the normal whitewashing of a Black character. She is rocking natural hair. She's a dark-skinned mm. woman. She's awesome. She's and awesome. And she get Marseille But... <laughs> What a few years. Right. Let her grow up a little bit. <laughs> but when they did the animated series, they completely whitewashed all of that down. She Zendaya. looks like a South Asian. Not even Zendaya. Not even Zendaya. She looks like the girl who's playing Jasmine uh, in Aladdin, the live action film. The white woman? No. <laughs> right. Oh, which I will be getting into as well. But yeah. So that, <laughs> the white woman? She, does, she looks like she's a South Asian. She looks like she's either from India or somewhere around the Middle East. She does not look black at all. Hair is straight. Skin is t- damn near porcelain. Like, it's very different than how they have portrayed the her in only, the comics. And people I are like, like, what the is going The only people that get this right is animated Disney. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, an old animated Disney, okay? The mm. Prince of Egypt mm. was perfect. Like, I just don't... Can, mm-hmm. can we not have socially... Con- people that are conscious... Drawing anymore? Aladdin. Aladdin was great. They were like, yes, they would be melanin well, and, and they made Zipporah, his wife, dark mm-hmm. because she was Midianite, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. center of Af- like Sudan. Like it would, it would be <laughs> like it's Midian is Sudan. Like it would be strange if you had someone with mm-hmm. this long straight. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So so yeah, people are like, what hopefully Disney gets it together and is like, oh yeah. 
just have a geography problem. That's what we have. Disney's going through it because they released that live action and it looks of Aladdin. Good. I'm again, no offense to the actors cast for their parts. Everybody, I'm sure everybody was excited to be a part of a big deal, but from Jafar to Aladdin to Jasmine to this very scary looking Will Smith genie. I was like, I was like, I would rather you have Will Smith play Jafar at this point. (laughs) I'm confused. So, okay, so if you guys got a chance to watch the sneak peek, again, it's not giving us most of the story, but like, these are the most whitewashed. It don't even look like it doesn't even look like the cartoon. Jasmine was dark in the cartoon. Definitely, Jafar was dark in the car. The only person really that was light was her dad and Aladdin. Right, (laughs) they was the same color as as a um his best friend, the little monkey, or whatever. Yeah, ex- right. I'm I'm very confused with the Jafar casting. The guy who's playing Jafar, don't don't get me wrong, he is fine. Okay. But Jafar is supposed to be this creepy Jafar thin is man. To be fine. Let's stop there. This no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Disney Jafar no, is terrifying. Absolutely a very thin not. man. That's incorrect. He's a very, he's a catty, sassy fit As man. As you can hear people, <laughs> me and Joe are at an impasse when it comes to Jafar. Exactly. I think there's, there's an early, early episode where we talked about Disney stars that, that, we, would, that we would fuck. And Shay was like, Jafar. And I was like, are you, what? Why? What? Why? Because. No. So. Well, obviously. Why? But, no. but the Jafar they got for the movie, though? He's like Hollywood finds. So you're like, what is? Why am I rooting for Jafar? You know, you oh know God, who would have been a perfect this... Jafar? Oh my God, what's his mm-hmm. name? The guy from that um, weird movie. Oh, he's play. He play um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I don't know. He's talking oh, about yes. from Egypt. Now he yes. would have been a good Jafar. He agreed. He would have been creepy. And yeah, he would have brought that intensity. Yes, intensity, sex appeal, all of that. (laughs) I agree. Agreed. Definitely, he would have brought the sex appeal. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) He was was based off of Vincent Price. Vincent Price is a very talented actor. Creepy as heck. He did the voiceover for Thriller, so. Yeah, but also, I mean, the CGI is not looking, uh, to be fair, I feel like a myself included a lot of people have bias against it because yeah the disney princess movies that they really you know put out there wasn't a high bar of expectation outside of shay nobody cared that um, bell had no gloves mm, as she was dancing with yeah, the that is and that's the problem with you guys you are see you already started to accept <laughs> me and Eurocity, and and here you go okay this I, is I, what like, happens when you keep that, that bar same, and keep that same energy okay that you have about Bill don't need no gloves. <laughs> now don't be mad when when uh, friggin' Genie looks like a, a terrible CGI version of a blue Santa Claus. Looks like a nightmare. Uh, what do they call those those blue performers? Uh, yeah, the blue Vegas? man group. The blue man group looks like a terrifying blue Just man group. Protect awful. <sighs> It it uh, also it it's just Will Smith like the overblown like ass <laughs> Avatar. I was just like, 
Yes. And he's talking and he's doing the Will Smith vibe and voice. No! And, like, no! and that's what I told everybody. They were like, it's going to be so good to have Will Smith. No, it's not. Yeah, the genie is supposed yeah. to have his own voice and Will can't change his. Yeah. Yeah, you either get monotone Will Smith or you get. Yeah, it's, a, it's either this or seven pounds. Like, you just got to do. <laughs> right. And it's Disney, so you need animation. Oh. You know what I mean? So. Ugh. But we'll see. They're, I'm sure Disney's still going to make money. I'm still there. I'm sure they're still going to make Because the poor bank. babies don't know better. That's why. They don't. They don't know that they're worth more than this. So they are. They're worth more than this, y'all. You are. <laughs> you don't deserve this, baby. Mm. You deserve mm-hmm. the best. But yeah. So yeah, that terribleness. And then uh, story, Alfre Woodard is having uh, easily the best year ever so far. So she's doing great. She killed it with some independent movie in Sundance. I mm-hmm. don't even know what it's called, but apparently it's ra- rave reviews. And she's about to drop a Netflix film, uh, a romantic drama called Juanita. Wait, who is March this? Oh, Alfre Woodard. Oh, yeah. Stellar yeah. year. Stellar. She's, so she is the star of this Netflix film called Juanita, and it's a big deal because it's a black woman-led romance mm-hmm. movie where she is her own heroine. So basically... Juanita the, Jordan! Just I'm not gonna... Right? Miss Jackson? No. Yeah. We so, need a movie about Juanita Jordan. We need a movie. <laughs> we need that. It's gotta come. It's we coming need that down movie. the pipe. <laughs> I like it because they're tapping into like an older black culture. It's like she has a dream sequence where she goes and talks to the man of her dreams and it's Blair Underwood. If you don't respect the sex symbol that was Blair Underwood from the eighties, then you I need will... to go back and listen. This is a lesson for black history. I, Look I, at I, that. I gotta get into it. Cause I, I, it's kind of creepy. Cause like Blair Underwood was, uh, was the narrator. <laughs> For, yes, because he was the narrator of the black uh, books, uh, black uh, Bible tapes. So, like, I can't uh-huh. look at him like he's like he was Listen. a sex symbol because he was the voice of God. <laughs> black Blair Underwood was discovered by Russell Simmons. of movies in the eighties, and he was one of the first dark-skinned black men. This is before Tay Diggs. This is before Tay Diggs, where he was like this big sex symbol. A lot of black women would give up anything to be with Blair Underwood from that time period. So I love the fact that she is she's a woman of that generation who would have been old enough to think of him as a sex symbol. And that's her go-to daydream. It's hysterical. So you see her doing that. Basically, she's being taken for granted. And she goes ahead and decides to start a whole new life in the middle of Montana. Yeah, it's another trope that in a lot of romance movies with white women where they go to the country so that they can really work with the ground and understand what, you know, what their worth is. And then they can find a new lease on life. And for her, she kind of takes over this like cafe. There's a lone cafe in this middle of nowhere town that's serving terrible food. And she basically is like, nah, y'all are messing everything up. Let me get back here. And she turns everything around. She finds herself some love with a Native American man. Yeah, it's 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 breaking a lot of rules. It's, it's very interesting. So I'm excited to see when that drops. So that's going to be March 8th when that film drops. I'm excited. And that's going to wrap it up for Curvy Geeky Fangirl Kona. We'll be dropping into our Unpack This right after. 
Hey, this is Shay from the POC Podcast, and I want to hear from you. Download the Anchor app and find and follow us, the People of Culture Podcast, and leave us a voicemail on any episode that moves you. And hey, we might play it on the show. Have a question or want to respond to the Reddit ratchetness? Please leave a message after the beep. Beep! All right, so we're jumping into our Unpack This segment. Woohoo! And because it's Valentine's Day and Black, why not talk about Black women? Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> oh uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Especially since it doesn't get discussed uh, does ever. Get discussed. Well, do you want to start off with maybe something that like just kind of eases us into like, because <laughs> it's kind of heavy. It's a little heavy every time. It can definitely. Get... So I'll I'll give you a little precourse, a little uh, origin story about Black women and sexuality. Orgasms should not yeah. be little. No. So. I was like, mm, okay. no, I don't want that. But... Do not settle that. for those. So yeah. <laughs> You're worse, we are not Lord, looking for bite-sized that. candies. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> King-size yes, bars only. So. so when it comes to sexuality and Black mm-hmm. women, we really haven't had a safe space to explore it. Uh, we can trace it all the way back to the fact that, you know, we were captured and enslaved and used right. as objects for mm-hmm. a very long time. Uh, any sexuality that we had was not our own. It was usually forced right. upon us. And in retaliation to that, as the, set, you know, as the years went on, we went like hard rights and was like, all sex is terrible, only under the eyes of God, really, really filled it in with mm-hmm. religious belief and conservative conservatism yeah. to separate us from like these savage ideals that a lot of society held. Like, we're not like that. So we're going to pretend we are as pristine Mm -hmm. and pure as these white people are pretending to be. And because of that, it's it's been pretty stunted when you talk about sexuality and Black women. Because if you talk about sex, engaging in sex, and the fact that you actually like sex, all of a sudden you are a hoe or a whore who is just waiting for an STD. Mm -hmm. And if you are on the opposite end of that, you don't talk about it whatsoever. You're a prude. You ain't ain't no man finna stay with you. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Um, yeah, so it's a and lot of negative. There's also there's a lot of negative connotation, not only just from society, but from Black women ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shame in exploring sexuality and mm-hmm. sensuality as Black women because we also don't really see that happening in a positive mm-hmm. way a lot of the time. When you see it in media, if the black woman is the one that does that. She she's the loose prostitute right. character, or she yeah, or she's like the 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 prostitute to a pimp, mm-hmm. or something insane. The, Town or, bicycle. Or the, so yeah, the loose women are considered to be dumb. Also, like there's a, also there's a certain level of intelligence that is associated with being. Uh, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, out there promiscuous or whatever right and unfortunately what really changed the game especially when it came to women in general owning their own mm-hmm. sexuality it was a show like Sex mm-hmm. in the City which featured only white women in powerful powerful mm-hmm. jobs doing what they had to do when I was discussing this with Shay earlier she's like the closest thing we had was yeah. friends which was a you know like national and one of TV series no job 
<laughs> that's true and that's the that unfortunately that true. was the one that was supposedly the most promiscuous or the most sexually mm-hmm. freed person like, yeah and I, I wish people would have like really looked at that um some more but she was also dismissed yeah, as she was, the slower that's one, what i'm saying or the dumber one she was automatically yeah. assumed to be the slower one the dumber one yeah. the one that doesn't have any like you know any type of moral standing and no, and no income you know that that was, right. that was right. the thing like she didn't even have enough money to like pay for if she were to receive an std she didn't have the money to to mm-hmm. you know no um well she could go to the free clinic but the free clinic is definitely frowned upon yeah, it's not a place you go to actually check on your health it's you go there because you yeah. got stuck with something so true but there is a movement there's a light at the end of this tunnel there's a lot of people who are becoming more self-aware with sex positivity absolutely. being absolutely sex positive uh, there are wonderful articles in Ebony and uh, Cosmopolitan about how important it is for black women especially to understand the power they hold within themselves by embracing their sexuality and their sensuality and actually knowing what they want and safe ways mm-hmm. to explore that. So I wanted to proposition Shay and ask her if she wanted to share anything about exploring her oh. own sides of that coming up. Talking about sex with Shay is always interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> I definitely have a more... I don't say liberal, but uh, I'm not as uh, prohibited. Okay. I'm not as hesitant to talk, to talk okay. about that side. And I took Shay to her first ever oh, Burlesque show. Yes, yes, she, did. Yes, yes, she did. Unfortunately, that episode was mm-hmm. removed due to uh, some outside <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Uh, uh. Exactly. You don't have to get yeah. scandalous. Um, so I'll. I'll start off. So when it came to uh, exploring sexuality, for me growing up, again, I was uh-huh. in California. I did that through romance Ooh. novels. Romance novels were known as porn for housewives for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. And they're still kind of cliched and pigeonholed into that. Like this is where you read, read about smut or whatever. And it's not seen as like a literary heavyweight at all. But they move volumes on a hourly basis. People buy romance novels like you buy bread, basically. Yeah, they're always available. You can get them at the grocery store. You can get them at the Dollar General. They are everywhere. And I feel like they're an excellent starter safe space when it comes to exploring sexuality. Because it's not you. You're reading this through other characters. Mm -hmm. And those characters can be as crazy and wild as they want to be because there's no consequences. They're fictional. And I and that now and that's, that's how it started. I did, you know, I watched mm-hmm. the tip, I, I read the typical like oh, it's the soldier book, you know, coldest okay. winter, coldest <laughs> winter ever. And, um, what is the other one? Mm-hmm. Midnight. You know, okay, like that fly girl. Um, mm-hmm. Those types of uh, books, and then I randomly, I think. Uh, a few years back, I wa- I read this book called Harvard Ho or something. Uh, Harvard. Harvard. I-, I thought it was pretty dope because I was like, girl, she in Harvard, girl, and doing all of this. Go ahead, girl. You know, you know, <laughs> you know the STD thing kind of stuck, but you know, 
for the most part, she was you know, pretty safe and, you know, uh, but she was exploring and I thought that was, I thought that was really empowering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's not, well, so for me, especially uh, trying to see yourself in it, most of the romance novels I read were about mm-hmm. white women. There were no oh, black we'll women. Oh, we'll see, we'll see especially... the first couple ones were all about black women. So yeah, okay. like, so soldier books was about black people. But Harvard Hope, she was a white person, but the fly girl, Listen. all those people. I mean, the only thing is that a lot of those women it showed a lot of their past mm-hmm. and a lot of them were like, you know, in some form molested or, you know, exposed to sexuality before they felt ready. And so it kinda uh, Yeah. And that was in the book in their lives. Then that's not a romance oh, novel. Not, that's not romance. No. no, romance novels are fluff pieces. Everybody gets a happy ending. There's you uh, don't get this well, those like, were like but, well, dramatic like, torture. Harvard Ho was definitely a romance novel. Harvard Ho was definitely a romance novel. But I know it was called something in Harvard, like heard off in Harvard. Okay. Probably, probably, but I mean, like, have you ever read a Zane? No, novel? I never sat and read one of those. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, so Zane was my first ever black author written romance okay. novel. The way black women write romance novels and the way that white women write romance novels, both of them can get really heavy in the sex. They can get really detailed, and depending on what genre you're reading of romance novel. They can get real kinky or be like real, you know, real Disney about it. But Zane goes above and beyond. Mm-hmm. We're talking like X-rated BDSM mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> type of stuff, all in written language. Wow. And the details that she would throw out, the descriptions that she would use, even some of the states of the characters when they would be in the throes of all this passion was unlike anything I had ever read. And I read a Zane novel as a, oh. an adult. So I was like, I was used to like the white people and then, you know, his um, burgeoning member yeah, or like his uh, Tumusant to, to uh, member. And I'm like, like very his crafty, very like, exactly. His, his lust for her was glowing in his eyes. Those kind of things. Zane spits it out very literally like and then you know he just whipped out his cock and this and this and blah 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 (laughs) it was basically but it was also it if you want to talk about writing giving you a visual image (laughs) same took you to a different place it's like whoa i'm reading wow but there was a basically basically which you can say about that for all of romance but it was also the first time i'd seen a, a black a novel openly or be open to all of these experiences mm-hmm. without the shame and I was like this is amazing how do I get in on this so there's a bunch of articles on Ebony that talk about how embracing your sexuality and sensuality as a black woman can help you get through the day help, help you to survive a lot of things and also kind of instill a self-confidence in yourself because we are powerful people mm-hmm. and one of one of the most powerful things about us, well, depending on how I say this, but I mean it, is, is our sex, is what we can do for ourselves. 
There's, I feel, this is not a good compliment, but I feel there's a reason why we get fetishized, and it's because we're good at what we do. All right. So, yeah, like I was saying, not a compliment, but I feel like that's part of the reason why we get fetishized. Because we good. We're good at what we do. I mean, there's that whole exotic element. because But we're also good at what we do. Black women just excel at everything. I'm just saying. If we tap into I'm just it. If we tap, but the thing is, uh, I think a lot of times, you know, because we're good at what we do, uh, and people want to try to like put a negative stigma on it that, you know, that I feel mm. like, I often feel like, honestly, it's not us putting this negative stigma. It, it might be us reinforcing it, but I mean, I feel like it's, it's a part of the systematic racism. Like, Oh yeah. You know, mm -hmm. she's gotta be one of those rap guys, girlfriends. <laughs> who even understands right. those rap guys like as right. they only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute like that whole monologue yeah. at, the end, at the beginning of um sir mix a lot sir mix a lot hit yeah. song is baby got back oh yeah it really speaks to you know the perception that is being peddled mm -hmm. about black sexuality black female sexuality honestly <laughs> Um, true and I, I wish we can tap into that some more and really you know more right. so lean into like okay so this is where it's really coming from how how can we look to change the rhetoric like even in our own circle I don't even, you know because I think that's where it starts I think we I think we change the rhetoric by looking at ourselves mm -hmm. I, unfortunately I know quite a few people but when it comes to like getting mm -hmm. down in the bedroom they just do whatever their partner wants them right. to do. And that's kind of it. That's like the rap. And they don't they don't want to ask for more. They're not really interested in looking to do mm -hmm. anything else more. Which is why I'm kind of glad for mm -hmm. the younger millennials and, and some of this generation Z that are just like kicking, kicking, out kicking a lot shit. of kicking shit. Exactly. These old ideals of like, no girl, if you want to be taken seriously as a mm -hmm. marriage prospect. You have to do. You better get out here and suck some dick. No, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> Basically, there is a female-owned porn mm. company that specializes in like it's not necessarily the girlfriend experience, but they definitely show like a, a more tender side <laughs> to, to mm. the porn industry. So it's not just some insane, humongous white man doing crazy things mm -hmm. to some person. This poor, poor woman. So, so like. It doesn't even look like feasible or enjoyable for either party. It's like this, it's a different mm -hmm. mode that's supposed to be geared towards women. And it's actually working. Like there's a lot more women that will openly admit that they're into looking into more of this mm -hmm. entertainment. 
than ever before. And I think that's a great thing. Right. But I think it starts with the individual, like letting it go of your, unfortunately, society-backed notions of what what's morally right. correct and what's not. Let's not forget that uh, we were this country was founded by Puritans, right. literal Puritans that were considered Puritans. criminals where they came. <laughs> exactly, and they were already super conservative, like already they they were conservative yeah. appearing. <laughs> Because, yep, conservative appearing. I mean, yes, there was that whole situation where, like, they were killing people on a regular right. basis. But <laughs> they had sex with someone like, oh, I've sinned against God. Let me murder them. Like, that was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have to, correct to correct this. this. Must you must be to die. swallowed in the pillow that, you know, I just, <laughs> I just hit it from the back on. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Right. She must right. wear this scarlet letter because of what happened. So. But yeah, uh, there's tons of like science, like like psychology today backed evidence that shows by embracing this part of yourself, this this part that we're not supposed to be talking mm. about, it actually helps you to avoid situations of yeah. abuse. It helps it helps you to get a better understanding of self, like I've been uh, saying, and being able to but know I mean, your boundaries, honestly. Yeah, know what you like, what you don't like. Honestly, what you like, what you don't like, and it's not. Uh, proposition to you by a partner that society allows mm-hmm. to explore their own well now that's a whole other conversation guys aren't really allowed to, ex- to truly explore their, no, <laughs> their sexuality either, yeah. but it's a lot more open for them to have multiple right. partners and explore what it means to be in a heteronormative mm-hmm. sexual experience versus women so so I mean I mean get into it read some books on it if you you can babe you can Step it. There's a wonderful mm. series or streaming service called Passionflix. Oh. That if you want to dip I'm, a toe into, if, like, if you have the... heard my la- any of our old episodes, you know that I am mm-hmm. like uh, porn shy. I yeah. I'm starting to try to like open myself up to it, like slowly but surely. But I'm really proud of myself. Okay, I'm starting to. Uh, oh, to not only watch but try to like enjoy it a little bit like because honestly okay. it's, it's you know the, I guess like you said some of the dogma that I've been I've ingested over the years have like kind of made me it's not ne- necessarily like I don't like it it's because like I felt like mm-hmm. oh my god this is terrible or whatever mm-hmm. but you know I'm I'm not I'm still not like super into it but like I'd I don't mind like okay. watching it and trying to find some form of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And okay. I, and I and I still like I think okay. that is growth. I think me even just, you know, looking yeah. and you know, being more receptive mm-hmm. to that in my space is like Yeah. I feel like, you know, right. It's growth. I know to other people like, oh my God, that's so vanilla and shit, but like no. Like that's <laughs> for me <laughs> so vanilla. for me it's like a really big deal. Right, it is. That's mm-hmm. a big step. That's a big. When I first met Shay, we could barely even get into this <laughs> part of the conversation. So, like, <laughs> very true, very true. this is this is leaps and bounds. But yeah, I mean, porn has come a long way. It's not not just like really campy music mm-hmm. and like, hey, I need to fix this plumbing mm-hmm. at your house. But some, but how some are you going to pay? I just explored like 
and like you know just I think was like ex videos and stuff some of it is just like people recording them having sex and it's just like this is there is an amateur there's an amateur amateur genre sometimes there's like the other person doesn't know and it's just like it's a secret (laughs) between me and like the person who filmed it like I don't know that could that there's so there's like a unfortunately there's a there's a genre of like faux surprise where it's a it's a situation where one of the partners is acting like they don't know they're being filmed mm. and that's part of the thrill and then there's like uh an actual revenge porn oh, niche yeah. where they the partner really doesn't know at all and they've just uploaded it because they've broken up or she made a mad mm. or whatever but there's also a high cin- cinematic quality mm. to porn. So I'm, I'm interested to see. You should go visit a sex shop. I, you know what? I have not gone, but my partner has, and like to try to to try uh-huh. to open me up to new things or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I have not gone myself. I should. The customer service at a sex shop really? is amazing. Let me tell you. First of all, they know they know their customer. Mm-hmm. They know if you're coming in and it's like your mm-hmm. very first time. They're not gonna overwhelm you, overwhelm you with stuff, and just be like, "Here are the anal beads." There's the anal beads. Would you like extra Right? They will babystep you. They're gonna be like, "These are cute lingerie yeah. we have. This is some other." Very you know what? I would love to go be that, for that to be a part of me going to like for my bridal shower or something. I just thought about that for my <laughs> bachelorette party. I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go to a car." No kidding. I know that's so lame. Yeah, so lame, but whatever. <laughs> That's not lame. That's a lot. That's what a lot of bachelor really? parties do. They go into a sex store. Yeah, I would like to do that. I think. <laughs> See, and, and I think it's something you could definitely enjoy with a partner oh, if you yeah. want to go and make it like a date scenario and mm-hmm. go with a partner. I know they're they're about to make but, a lot of money off of the holiday that's coming up. So. True. <laughs> that is so about to be. True. It's like so this is true. Christmas for us. Like I can see. <laughs> This is Christmas. This, this is Christmas for us. Yeah. No, I think the summer. There's a festival. The festival the of summer. Dionysus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Basically, it was just like, woo, here we go. Yeah, that's really what. Um, I mean, that's old school, but like, it's, that's right? What it is. Like sex and wine. But if it ain't broke, no, sex no, and no, wine <laughs> If it ain't broke, I'm just saying. But. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's something that Black women should get into the habit of talking more about and definitely feel comfortable, at least amongst friends Mm. and your partner. Just you don't have to take big leaps and be like, I'm going full deep, deep, deep end. We're going to start doing crazy stuff I've never heard of. Go full kink. You can you can tiptoe your way into it. Catch a burlesque show. Go to a girl's night for some kind of Mm. male review. Where you don't have to necessarily <laughs> participate, but you can see what's going on and see mm-hmm. how you feel about it, and really get a, a handling and understanding of what what is going to work for you okay. and what's not. I believe, <laughs> and I think in exploring that, it's going to make yeah. you a stronger person. It's gonna it's gonna let you know that not only are we awesome at right. all kinds of things, but especially when it comes to that. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> go out here and have some sex, y'all yeah have some sex but also explore what good right, sex exactly. means to you because it's not the same thing for mm-hmm. everybody it's not it's not but it is fun to find out i'm just saying <laughs> that's not and i don't think i don't think it should be vilified i don't Mm-mm. think it's shameful 
Have at it and have fun. We've been shamed long enough, okay? We're letting it all hang out. We're letting our hair grow out. (laughs) We're opening these slides. (laughs) Open. If you knew, if you knew then what you know now, meaning like high school, would you have started earlier than now? You know what? Than when you You actually did. Still no for me on that. Well, the reason why okay. is I, I just never wanted to deal with that because being in my mother's house, like being in my parents' house, uh-huh. that was really my thing. Uh-huh. Cause like as soon as I got out, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. What's up? What does that say? It no. is happening. Exactly. Oh, but I'm just saying like, you know, I, that's always okay. something I just, I just never really wanted to do there. Honestly. Okay. Well, it didn't have to be at your at your parents' house. It could I, been, what whatever it could have been more creative is, places. I don't want to have to put my head down at my parents' house that evening. Like I, <laughs> I know I couldn't spend the night out, so I, I didn't want to have to come by and pass them in the dinner table. Like, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Right. It's been really. <laughs> I I I wouldn't have changed the time. I might have okay. explored maybe a little bit more. Um, but, I, or I would have gotten into like masturbating a little bit more. Probably if I knew what I knew. Okay. Because that yeah. is something that like, <laughs> like uh, at my big age right now, I'm just getting around to. Actually, a lot of people struggle with that, though, especially women, mm-hmm. because it it takes it takes effort yeah. on our part. But there's like self satisfying. <laughs> there are toys and stuff, but unless you know how those toys mm-hmm. are going to work with you, it, it it's like having another water bottle. You're like, okay, so <laughs> it's got a collection, and they're just hanging out because well, I don't you, know how you to know, use surprisingly them. for me, the people uh, anytime I've gotten anything along those lines have been because of of the partner has gotten it for me like i've never actually never purchased okay. it myself and so uh-huh. you know i think that makes it a little easier for me because i'm like i'm not getting that but you can get it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not kidding see i never did any of that with a partner until i got mm-hmm. married so like my friends and i discovered sex toys and going to sex shops and doing that for ourselves so it was like girl did this work for you Why well, see this i, I love me. my friends but me. like i've never had that kind of relationship <laughs> interesting not to, not to talk about that in like any kind of detail like did that work for you right okay well then right let, thank you for letting me know i might try the other one like no <laughs> never had interesting I, I remember okay. i like me and my best friend like told each other well, I told her that I lost my virginity, and she was like, "Girl, I lost it so long ago." Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, like "Why didn't you tell me?" That was like because you know you be acting funny. I'm like, I be acting funny. <laughs> it was a whole big thing. We didn't find that out until like whew, what early twenties. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I had friends that there was a side hustle like like Mary Kay cosmetics. Mm-hmm. But for sex toys, so like you Mary invite Kay? them to your house, like like it oh, like it was set up oh, like Mary Kay. What? <laughs> it was this whole like direct order, and you're your own boss pyramid scheme. Um, but with sex toys, oh I yeah, forgot, I forgot. Like them. it was called 
pleasure play pleasure something yes like pleasure playhouse or pleasure pleasure playhouse that's what it's called yes yes where they would you could get that per that vendor to come and they did a whole little party for you i went to a bunch of those when my in my 20s and then even when i moved out here to dc for a lot of bachelorette Mm -hmm. parties that's what they do they would throw that party and giggle and ooh and ah over the toys and talk about what worked and what didn't and if they use this special uh lube versus something Mm -hmm. else but I also think it helps with uh, sex education when you keep the conversation Yeah, open like hell that. yeah, it does. Hell yeah. So, but yeah. So I say don't be afraid to talk about it. Especially when it comes to ma- masturbation mm-hmm. and self-satisfying. I think that is pivotal to sanity. There's, I don't understand. I, I'm confused. Or like I've never. I have never and I will never. Like what? Oh, really? Why? Is that what people say? There are some people who are like, no, I just would never do that. I leave that to you. The guys, you know, the guys do that, but I don't, I don't need to. I don't need things like that. Excuse me. I'm confused. But yeah. So yeah. Really? Well, I think it's pivotal. I I was looking at, I was listening to the friend zone podcast and I forgot Mm -hmm. the name of the, uh, the black owned, it's a black owned company that like creates all these feminine products. As well as, uh-huh. like, I think there's a lube on there or something like that. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing looking. Oh, man, I wish I knew the name of it so I can shout them out. I'll probably have to find it and we can put it in the description. But, um, you know, just I, I, can, I see where the world is trying to change. Like, people are really starting to be more open. Uh, shout out to the Horrible mm-hmm. Decisions podcast, if you guys haven't heard of them. Mm-hmm. They're very, very sex positive, kink positive whole positive <laughs> uh, yeah. group of black women who are um, very, very big on, you know, making the conversation more fluid about sexuality, especially being a person of color and being a woman mm-hmm. and what it means like that, you know, these two women have, you know, degrees and they work in corporate America, high corporate America, like they don't have to have a podcast to make any money. Like they're six figure earners, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. they are self proclaimed hoes. Like they're they're sexually liberated, oh, very sexually liberated people. They talk about their own relationships that they've had personally, and they also have these awesome um, guests. Like King Noir is one of them. <laughs> that was <laughs> King Noir is the greatest. I was so shocked when she was like, "Yeah, I learned about King Noir." What? I was like, what? 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 You know who you were King like, Noir is? What? <laughs> but he has. He has an interview. Excuse wait, me. Wait, can I? What's the name? Right. <laughs> it's like it's a visual he interview. He's, he's 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 on camera. Search. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Search. And so there's yes. like I think one of the recent one was they were talking about how to properly spank people and just like you know what does like uh yeah. be, you know I guess BDSM like type safety mm-hmm. and um sub and dom relationships and stuff like that so i thought it was a- see i know you're looking at me like what? yeah i'm like this is <laughs> leaps and bounds my, my, yeah. my jaw should be on it's on the floor i'm <laughs> just like see joe looking at me she's just huh like, you're learning <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness my pants is yeah, growing so I, I mean, like, I, man i'm telling you so if you are wow. interested in, you know, I want to have a different type of, a really detailed conversation about, um, you know, 
the sexuality in general um that's a really mm-hmm. good um uh sees or show to look at i mean they're they're pretty deep now it's a great really resource. Nice resource yeah especially if you're dipping the toe what's safer than listening to this podcast mm-hmm. on your own with headphones right. or in your car mm-hmm. that's wonderful no, the- <laughs> also king noir that now them, <laughs> them, them them chicks over there you you need to probably do not listen to this at your job like i don't know it's not safe for work this is not playing in your car with really good close friends uh or by yourself <laughs> and don't have it playing that loud because i unfortunately made that mistake of rolling into whole foods parking lot which is a covered <laughs> parking lot uh, in na- in deep nashville playing it and there was like, uh-huh. we're going to talk about Blumpkins. Blumpkins are about getting ahead <laughs> while you're taking the shit. <laughs> and you should have seen this old wow. white woman. Gla- I didn't think she could hear it, but let me tell you, she was glaring. I mean, people were turning around. <laughs> I believe it. So, I you know, it. be careful. Uh, but Blumpkins, yeah. wow. I was talking about wow. that as a kink amazed mm-hmm. it is a kink there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that go down kink uh i'm surprised though at the science behind a lot of mm-hmm. kink. like it's got an effective and almost holistic yeah. care to it a lot it of is. it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's very interesting mm-hmm. so yeah don't don't discount it don't disregard it or dismiss it as something that you're not supposed to do I'm look at all these avenues for you to check amazing. things out Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. That that's that's wonderful. So yeah, I definitely subscribed <laughs> immediately. Um, to yes, Joe, you gotta too horrible. Like what you think about it? It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I'm already excited. I can't believe I'm you telling know so you, much terminology. I learned all about pegging, all kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think oh, about? I pegging? was. I I'm like whoa. Uh, I'm a little shocked by it. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I, I mean, the stories that, um, the one of the co-hosts was talking about because she talks about how, you know, she sleeps with a lot of NBA players. Um, and okay. you know, that a lot or football, all of them, and, uh, quite a few of them mm-hmm. are into pegging. And so, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so here, from guys I've talked to who actually enjoy it, they say it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. I say it's wonderful. I, I talked to my partner about it. He was like, oh, not about that. Like, so, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's interesting to me because I definitely thought that was some white boy shit, but um, uh, I was surprised <laughs> to hear, you know, how many uh, men of color in general are, you know, they're all secretly into it. Clearly, there's a lot of homophobia associated in um, with it, sure. <laughs> associated right. with pegging. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I learned all kind of stuff. Even though it is a boy, woman, being a voyeur, exhibitionist. I mean, all kind of stuff. Lots mm-hmm. of terms. <laughs> okay, but I'm like pegging. <laughs> wow, wow. Look at this. Look at all these terms. No. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great so resource, though. Look at this. Safe mm-hmm. space. Very safe space. I'm. Mm. I'm in amazement. I wow. Know. Wow, guys. Wow. So check it out. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's about to be, I don't know if you guys are going to hear this by Valentine's Day or probably on Valentine's Day. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, make sure that you, you, sexual health is a part of your mental, physical health. Like, yes. 
overall health, health all of it all of it wasted. like and do that a lot do what you like a lot yes yes this world is crap you might as well find as well. some, some of the fantasticness you, out of it i'm telling you and celebrate yeah. it as do, it do it for black history month do it for black history it, month think of the pioneers because <laughs> you want to not because master told you okay Hello. Sexual Hello. liberation is black. Is is your ancestry's wealth? <laughs> <laughs> and still I and rise still I exactly rise on whatever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, whoever got yeah. you there, that's fine. That yeah. is fine. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's all no, I got. Like, anything else to you can catch oh, really? uh, uh, us both on the PLC podcast at gmail.com. Send us over any of uh, the cool things you want to talk about. If you have, hey, talk to us about how, what your story was with sexuality. Um, how have you come to grow? Mm-hmm. You still have some growing to do. Is it one of your strength areas? Is it your growth area? I'm learning that in marriage counseling right now. Those are really cool terms. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey. But, there you go. There you go. That is something that uh, we would love to hear. You can find us on the PLC podcast on all social media. Boom. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yes. Or even individually, mm-hmm. you can definitely find me over at the Curvy Geeky Fangirl dot cam. Uh, also, am all over the socials under Curvy mm-hmm. Geeky Fangirl. She's still and that bad still... chick over at uh, for all nerds. She's still she's like still that, that too. She's still that chick, y'all. <laughs> for uh, you can find me at Shay Sheree Show on everything. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Shay Sheree Show. I just put out a random there tweet because this was so okay. This is completely random. I find that uh-huh. homeless people always have like the neatest signs. Like, I mean, please help. Looks so. Per- I mean, what? I wish I took a picture of like. I don't know if it's just the panhandlers in Nashville or not something because I mean I mean mm. manuscript is perfect like in the line it looks manuscript. like it used a freaking stencil like calligraphy it's just like, like <laughs> old English you have fancy, a calligraphy pen and you need money for cigarettes no <laughs> <laughs> and you need money for cigarettes well, to be fair, they got the time. They're like, all right. So uh, when I say, I mean, oh, I was like, these are beautiful. These look better, <laughs> these look better than my art project in my master's degree <laughs> program. <laughs> the penmanship, the creativeness. Well, well, that's mm. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, interesting well they gotta got something they gotta have something to stand out so there you go yes so that that makes sense (laughs) that's it for me have any last words um stay hopeful stay happy in this insane black history month with all the craziness that's going on and ride lift and get your own yes ride lift and and get your own you are owed an orgasm you should get it you are owed you are old you owe one. To <laughs> Let's just keep Do going with the O's. <laughs> All of the O's. You, you owe it to it. yourself. Sounds good. I hope you guys have oh, a lovely Valentine's Day week. <laughs> exactly. Enjoy that Valentine's Day. Love and magic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Bye. We'll talk to you later. Bye.